Do you guys order any electronics? I didn't pre-order shit. <laughs> I don't know why you would pre-order shit, but I didn't do that either. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're going to lose some of our tech street cred here. <laughs> <laughs> So you did not either, Dan. Oh, I did. I pre-ordered all the things because oh, okay. apparently I'm the guy. <laughs> Dan pre-ordered the uh, the 10s. I did. I pre-ordered. 10S. I'm gonna guess okay. in gold. Oh, the blingiest I could get. No. What color gold. did you get? Space gray. I'm boring. Space gray. Two fifty six. Two fifty six because it's basically the same configuration as my ten. And you're, it's a trade-in program, right? So you give the ten back. Indeed, or they come and take it from me, dispatching their elite crew of bounty hunters. I'm not sure which one. Mm-hmm. In your sleep. In my sleep. Did you guys get watches, too? Did you get a watch, Dan? I did get a watch, too. It doesn't arrive. Oh, my for... God. What? What is, oh, my God? What is... It's just... There's it's so, a show about expensive. technology. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle to keep my old technology working. Oh, it's like I don't even know you guys. That's what I'm, that's what I'm apparently doing. So... More like the debound, am I right? Eh? Oh, boy. Is that thing? So I'm going to tell that you... It doesn't really make any sense. No, I had no idea what that was supposed yeah, to be. But I'm going to tell you a quick little story about uh, me and technology and Apple and ordering stuff. Because I do have a package sitting in my house right now from UPS. It took two days for them to deliver it successfully. Yesterday, even though I had signed for it online, they didn't leave it. And today they did because I also left another door saying, hey, I said you could leave without a signature. Please leave it. And they did. Uh, so there's a free thing outside my house if you're hearing this on the live stream. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. My wife already took it inside. Uh, so... Um, my house is in Somerville, Massachusetts. And, um, <laughs> uh, uh, but so my Beats X, not Beats 10, although that's, that's what it looks like, had stopped working on the bus. I think I told you about this on the show last time that I was chatting with Apple Support Live. Yes. They uh, eventually said you should send it back in. I did. The next day they said they received it. And that same day they said, we're sending you out your replacement, <laughs> uh, which I thought was pretty fast and impressive. But they looked at it and said, oh, yeah, the fucking thing is broken. And they sent me a new one. And then when I was Googling it, lots of people have the problem. I think there is an underreported issue with Beats X dying. So I'm just putting that out there. I'm not worried about it because they replaced it for free, but it's happening. So now you know. But yeah. I was impressed with the entire process of getting help and getting helpful help because they really did try. And then the rapid nature of their replacement for it. They sent me a note that said, if we have to replace it for this reason, it'll be $0. And if we have to replace it for this reason, it'll be $0. And if we note any sign of wear or damage from you, it'll still be $0. So it was like a giant note where every fill-in for the price could be $0. So how did you get that deal? Because because I sent Karen's in and, and they were like, no, these are beat to shit. We're not... <laughs> We're not replacing yeah. these. I think I treat my shit better than Karen treats hers. Well, CF I'm sure that's you. true. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. But it was nice. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, customer service for you there. Yeah. That's yeah. way better than. That's way better than my pre. So my 10s. So I woke up. I didn't set an alarm for 3 a.m. Figuring, hey, maybe this year things will be a little tamer. But I was away on vacation <laughs> and I wasn't sleeping particularly well. So I also figured, like, well, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll just order the damn things. So I woke up around quarter of four and and put my order in and it was apparently enough that the uh the 10s does not arrive this week it arrives sometime between september 28th and october 5th which seems like a large window uh and the watch i think i'm not getting until like mid-october so i guess they're popular i feel like it, i'm happy to be wrong and if you tell me i'm wrong i will believe you when you say it that this will be you're the wrong least 
wait sorry meaningful the least noticeable iphone upgrade in your personal iphone life history dan i feel like this will be the one where you feel feel it the least and maybe i'm wrong maybe it'll be so much snappier the photos will be so much bokeh-ier that it'll be better but i feel like this will be the least meaningful one unless face id suddenly works better for you i I agree with you i think i think it might be but that said i don't know if john did you have either of you seen the gruber's review this morning i haven't finished reading it but uh, I read, start I read some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Well, so he had some like image, like comparison side by side images for the portrait mm-hmm. mode, and right. some of them are quite frankly amazing. Like the difference between the two is nuts. Like uh, the one, there's a particular one that I think Amy took of him where he's like very backlit, and on the 10, it's super washed out and backlit, and on the 10s, it looks perfect. Yeah. And well, to they, me, that's pretty incredible. They increased the size of the. Um sensor right right yeah. like right 30 percent. yeah plus it's all got the crazy like neural engine stuff apparently makes a big difference for the portrait modes because he's like zooming in on parts and being like oh look you can actually see like individual hairs where it's blurring around it <laughs> rather than the bad edge detection it was kind of doing before at times yeah so it sounds like the camera will be the biggest upgrade and i think that's yes i think that's yeah. probably true although he, i also i have also heard people say that the um face id is a lot better I would hope so because so, for me, it's always been. So uh, you may, I think that might might be where you experience. Maybe the price of admission, worth the price of admission, right there, if that works. Yeah, right. You Since justify that cost every like that. <laughs> I mean, sure. it's not really an extra cost for me that much because of the upgrade program. So, yeah, why not? Really? Yeah, it's really. Fair. I guess so. I mean, for the point. the extra like fifty to eighty dollars I'm spending is pretty reasonable for oh is that it is that really how it works on the trading program like you trade it in and it's just because of it because it's because it's priced into your monthly rate is the new monthly rate higher no it's the same as the 10 it's because it's the same it's the replacement phone huh Interesting. so yeah the only thing i i the only reason it costs me as much as it does is because of the shipping disparities and when the 10 arrived and when the 10s shipped so there's like I have to pay an extra month payment because I haven't done 12 months because the 10 came out in like October or something. So I will, <laughs> I will say there was the other option of waiting one more month to get your new phone. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> but I would have paid the, that out there. I would have paid no. that money anyways. <laughs> I would have just paid the money for the 10 though. <laughs> so it would okay. made, it would made absolutely no difference. So there's, there's not a second payment involved. Okay. I trust the, you. the only other payment is a $30 upgrade payment, but you pay that no matter what. And at that point it's like, all right, 30 bucks, you know, not that Listen, big a deal. If you're happy, I'm happy, Dan. That's, that's my motto. I've spent zero, no more money than I would. Aside from that $30, I spent $30 more than I would if I had not upgraded my phone. And all for right, that, well, then I think you made the not? right decision. Um, and the watch I think will be the more interesting upgrade anyway so that i'm i'm yeah. anticip- i'm looking forward to that a lot i'm just sad that it's like a month away <laughs> yeah but yeah you'll know you'll, you'll have to watch that, that sure. time pass on an old shitty watch so mm. that's mm-hmm. that's the real bummer but the good news right. is until then you we have all our uh, official releases for ios 12 and watch yeah. os 5 and tvOS, <sighs> which is nice uh, i finally was... got everything updated <laughs> Yeah, I got everything except for um, Mojave on my iMac because it doesn't come out till next week. Yeah, I haven't done that either. I didn't. Uh, I didn't update my iPad yet, but I will. But the, you know, the watch, the watch update, which is usually takes like you know, uh, I think it's like four years um, to to run the update. It was like it was like twenty five minutes once I finally got it running because I had a bunch of trouble because I had the beta on my mm. phone, and so I had to get the beta off my phone. I had to reboot both devices eventually is what I figured well, out. I've just and then, done the, and then um, it started installing. The, so because the watch... So, like, the, the, the GM versions dropped 
if you were on the public beta, you got the GM mm-hmm. versions like last week, I think, on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so I basically just updated to those and then pulled my beta certificate. So as far as I know, fingers crossed, I won't have yeah. to do the thing. In the past, I've had it like drop the next, like the GM a second time sometimes. So hopefully that yeah, I think if you, I think if you just get rid of the profile, you're probably fine. Yeah, right. And I didn't want to get stuck into the, I mean, I'm sure I'll potentially switch it back on when like 12.1 comes around, but... I didn't want to get... I wanted to get off the beta train. Please. Right. Pull that yes. cord. Please stop the train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan wants to get off. I haven't had much time to play around with the watch stuff yet, and I have not had any time to do the thing that I want to do the most. Which is... <laughs> Leave that open-ended, because I can think of many terrible things to say. Walkie-talkie. Oh. Walkie-talkie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So... Let's make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is this it? Uh, yes, doing it this live? is a very this is a very uh, high quality walkie talkie right in here that we are talking. Uh, yeah, really, we are, we are we are already walkie talkie. We didn't. Nobody would know the difference, right? This is true. It would be listening to the, listening to the show. They wouldn't know that. So they'd hear your voice twice. I don't even know where it is. The whoops, that's uh, the, Apple Pay. The walkie talkie <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that out. I'm sad that I won't be able to bother Lex. That's a bummer. That's kind of yeah. like, that was like half the joy there. Yeah. Oh. It's all right. I don't mind. The The thing I really don't want you to do, Dan, if I ever did upgrade my Apple Watch, is interrupt me while I'm sleeping. Do you know why, Dan? Bleep bloop. <laughs> I, uh, because I sleep on a Casper mattress. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Your natural geometry. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night and is delivered right to your door in a small how-do-they-do-that-sized box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep audit trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. Uh, I got the Casper mattress. Uh, I've slept on it for some time now. Uh, we sleep great on it. I'm a big fan. It's comfortable. It's got the, the right feel for me. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I really, really like it. I got no complaints about it. None. Zero. I love sleeping on that mattress. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash rebound and using rebound at checkout. That's casper.com slash rebound. Offer code rebound for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Um, and our thanks, of course, to Casper for supporting us. Casper.com slash rebound. Don't forget. I want you to do it. So here's my other question for you. Now that uh, iOS 12 is available, uh, the Shortcuts app is now available as well. It was only available mm-hmm. to certain people in the developer beta, but now it is in, in wide release. And the thing that surprised me about it was that it basically just in-stream replaced Workflow, which, of course, is the app that it was based on that Apple bought. So I just got it. It was kind of like the App Store was a little confused for a while because I would go to like someone linked to it on Twitter and I was clicked down on my map and Mac and got the, the web view of the App Store and it just said Workflow. <laughs> And then, you know, you would go in to the App Store and it would be, it kept telling me like, oh, you've already got it. But like I had, it hadn't seen the update. Anyways, it was a little confusing, but I got it updated and I've been playing around with that a little bit. I, I liked the idea of workflow, but I never quite got into it in the way that many other people did. But I, yeah. I've been interested in playing around with this. I, I set up this workflow I don't last know. It night. feels very un-Apple-like to me. I really don't know. Why? Not, uh, the, the way shortcuts or work, whatever the hell it's called, shortcuts. I don't know. Because it's 
it's not at all obvious what you can and can't do. It's not obvious when apps have added support for doing Siri things. Like it, it feels like it's like the nerdiest possible way of releasing this without it being at all into like no normal human is going to use this. Only people who read like <laughs> Federico Vitici is going to use this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so here's the thing. There's multiple. Oh, I know. Par- there's multiple parts to it, right? Like there's because there's the Siri section in shortcuts, which is where it actually pops up the like here are things that you've done that you could add shortcuts for. And then there's the shortcuts app, which is really kind of a totally different beast. And I agree with you that the shortcuts app is probably less likely to get widespread use because it really does require some tinkering. But I'm so offended by you and your opinion on this day that I'm going to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm quitting the show for the rest of the day and I'll be back Hmm. again next time. Or I'm not sure we'll let you back next time. Damn it! I gave 13 we'll and a half solid minutes to this episode. I, I think what this means is that I win by default. Fair. I'll accept it. Thanks, guys. See you soon. All right. Bye. Jeez. Shows up for less than half the show. Could we revoke his stock options? I don't really remember. Uh, shortcuts. Yeah. I, so I I got the I got it when his workflow, and I played around with it and. Um, I did it a little bit, but never really got into the groove of it, like you said. And then I guess I deleted it because it didn't update automatically uh, when it came out today or yesterday. So uh, I had to go find it again to download it. Mm-hmm. And now I have it, but I haven't used it yet either. I spent some time last night trying to see. I was trying to think of like actual tasks I do that this could make easier rather than just like creating sort of generic things that I would never use. And the one I hit upon was right now when I when I travel for work... I end up with a bunch of receipts and I want to put those in my spreadsheet for expensing. And so right now I've had like this sort of, I've gotten it down pretty well, but like a slightly laborious process where I would use the Dropbox app and I would take, you know, scan the receipts using the Dropbox app and make sure it's stored in the right folder and then name it correctly and then copy (laughs) that name over to my spreadsheet on my Mac. Anyways, it's like, can I make this easier? And I thought at first, like, okay, this really isn't going to work because there's no access to the scan interface in notes or anything, and I can't figure out whether or not Numbers has shortcut support. But after playing around with it for a while, I actually determined, you know what, this actually may be feasible. And so basically I ended up with a workflow where I, you know, hit the button, it prompts me for, like, the name of the expense, the date, using, like, a nifty date picker thing, and the amount... And then it builds the correct like file name and mm-hmm. prompt brings up the camera so I can take a picture of it. And while I can't use the scan feature there, what I discovered by accident is that if you save that file as a JPEG to Dropbox and then go into the Dropbox app, you can scan it retroactively. Like you can use the OCR oh, feature okay. retroactively to be like, oh yeah, this was a scan and it will like try to find on the image where the scan is and just like fix it then. Uh, and I had it build out like uh, essentially, what I had to do was instead, since I can't input it directly into my number spreadsheet, as far as I can tell, I had it dump like a CSV string into just append it to a fi- text file so that later on I can just drag those into my spreadsheet, yeah. which apparently works. And it's like, all right, I don't know if this will make things way easier, but it actually has some promise there. Like, that is a more complicated process that I think I have simplified a little bit. So, right. That's kind of cool. I, I have to say, I, I, now it just wants me to have like more access to things, which I think was always the trick on like Automator on the Mac too. Was like, mm-hmm. this is cool. I just wish it could do more. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Man, you're way more diligent about that stuff than I am. I have a paper ledger, you know, those big green wow. books. No, no, not really. But <laughs> I, you're doing like a real. I book. usually I just take all my receipts and I put them in a pile. <laughs> I was going to call you Bob Cratchit there first, <laughs> and then at the end of the year, I just go through them. Oh, see, I, I got I got to do it. Otherwise, I will never do it at the end of the year. Like I got to do it kind of as I go, and I, I leave it sometimes for a couple months. Like, but I try to every month or two at least have like my clean out day where it's like all right just catch up on all those receipts so that i can file them and be done with it because yeah. I, I try to be really diligent about these things because i do run into lots of you know less for my expenses and more for income because being a freelancer uh i catch mistakes all the time that clients are like oh yes here is like we're paying you for this thing well you never paid me for this thing or you double like paid me for something which <laughs> is nice <laughs> But I don't. I know that will eventually come back to bite me. So I always yeah, try to be really not, diligent about once. it. That happened to me once where they paid me like way in advance. Like I was like, "Whoa, oh my god, what the heck?" Yeah. Which was kind of nice, but then, but then you know, I didn't get paid for a long time. Right, right. <laughs> Plus, you realize that like sooner or later somebody will catch the mistake and will be like, "Hey, give us that money back." <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. want to deal with that. Um. So you, uh, you, you look at your finances a lot, right? You know, it's funny that you say that. I do look at my finances a lot. Yeah. Um, and do you look at your credit card statement? Oh, constantly. I'm have you ever looked right at your credit have you looked at your credit card statement and been shocked by the interest rate? Because frankly, these rates are quite shocking. <laughs> I don't know if you have looked, but maybe you shouldn't. Don't look right now because okay. you know, it might right. end the, it I might end I the show. That. Oh my yeah. god. But did you know that you can actually roll all of your credit card debt into one monthly payment at a lower fixed interest rate? Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.89% APR with AutoPay. That's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 18% APR, for sure. Uh, so get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and you can even get your funds as soon as the day you apply. Because Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate and no fees. Uh, I have tried the Lightstream uh, website, and it's very easy to understand and very easy to use. Uh, I have not used the service right now, uh, but I will say that in the past I have used um, credit consolidation stuff. And um, if you have credit card balances, um, you should definitely look into this kind of thing because uh, they are screwing you on those interest rates. And it's, you know, I always thought it was some kind of scam, but it's not. You can just get a, a different kind of loan with a lower interest rate and move all your credit card debt onto that. And you're going to end up paying a lot less than you would be by just hanging out and keeping it on your credit card. So uh, now our listeners can get a special discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash rebound, the name of this here podcast. It, um, this is a subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50 auto pay percent percent auto pay discount terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information it's somebody uh, in a slack i mean just recommended i haven't tried this app but uh an app called scriptable while we're talking about shortcuts and stuff um yeah. it's scriptable i guess is an it's an app that lets you write automations using javascript hmm. um and it apparently has either an update or has added um siri shortcut support so you can link it in with shortcuts like run oh, okay. stuff in scriptable via siri shortcuts which seems cool i mean like that is 
that is a lot of power. Like once you start introducing, like there is a run shell script option, I think in, in workflow too. Like once you start integrating that stuff, like there's a ton you can do. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I get, I get Lex's point about, you know, I don't necessarily think this is a broad appeal feature. Yeah. I don't think so either. And it's a little bit, I would say it's a little dense just going into it. It's, yeah. it's not exactly. What they um, need is like a, uh, they need like a swift playgrounds, but for workflow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Shortcuts. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I launched the app, but I did not really, um, I didn't, I only had a few minutes, but I didn't know where to go, even though I had used workflow before, Sure, but it had been a while. So yeah. And some of the stuff doesn't work. Like I did, I did programming for a while. I even did it, you know, for a job for a while. And I think one of the biggest challenges here is that, uh, workflow slash shortcuts feels very linear in its progression in the same way that automator does. Like yeah. it's literally a workflow, right? It is a right. script that right. runs like sort of top to bottom. And so, you know, I'm used to more recently, like object oriented programming, obviously like has kind of a more, uh, three dimensional, that's kind of bullshitty way of putting it, but like it has a less yeah, yeah, linear yeah. approach to it. Right. Uh, right. and so it can be a little weird to think about like, wait, I need to do like a totally separate thing, like create all these variables, but I guess I need to do those first instead of like doing this later thing because that needs to depend on these things. So it it, yeah. it feels a little, you know, it feels very linear in that way. But there's no, there's, is, is there no if then? There is if then. There, there is, is the, yeah. there is if then. Yeah. Okay. It's got, it's got if then statements. It's got like some other, I think it does loops too. So I mean, it really does like a fair amount of programmatic stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fairly complex. But yeah, that's, and that's both to its positive and to its detriment, right? Because it's great that it has all that power for power users, but it also potentially makes it less appealing, which is why I think Apple has that whole separate Siri shortcuts interface in settings where it tries to just suggest to you like, oh, here's the thing you did recently. Maybe you want to just make that something you can trigger via Siri. Yeah. But I have to say that for me anyways, the, uh... The suggestions are kind of inane at times. <laughs> so, like, you know, one of them's like, oh, go to this website you go to. And it's like, I guess. I'm not sure I need a Siri shortcut for that. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. Or create an alarm for this specific time. Like, eh, all right. Like, FaceTime my fiance. Well, I can I can already do that with Siri. <laughs> I don't need another way to do that. <laughs> one of the things that I did today was I put, we needed more Q-tips. And so I put that on my reminders list. <laughs> and that's that's one of the suggested shortcuts. Right. Every time you need Q-tips. I, I can add Q-tips all the time. Just keep adding Q-tips. Right. Or like, you know, there are things where it's like literally send a text message with this specific text and it's like that's yeah, just right. a conversation i was having like yeah why would yeah. i want to do that that is the yeah, literally, literally the dumbest thing that a uh, a digital assistant can do yes exactly <laughs> i saw you do this one thing would you like to do that all the time <laughs> <laughs> i noticed that you you ate a ham sandwich would you like to eat you a seem ham like sandwich the kind of guy who likes a ham sandwich every hour from now until you die because you ate six million <laughs> ham sandwiches but yeah, I mean, it's clever that they surface that. I think that is a good idea, but I wish it were a little bit smarter about sort of the things. And and I agree that I have some apps that integrate Siri shortcuts or say they do in their in their notes, in their uh, release notes, but some of them make it a little harder to find that feature. Like, for example, 
my bank added one, uh, added updates app with Siri shortcuts. And I was like, all right, I'll go into the, the Siri shortcut section of settings in iOS. And it's like, it doesn't even show, like it breaks it down. If you go to all shortcuts, it breaks it down by apps. It doesn't even show up in there as an option. But if you mm-hmm. go into the app for my bank, you can turn it on in the settings for that app inside the app. And it's like, okay, that's great. But now I have to, every time an app updates, like if I want to know if it supports Siri shortcuts, like I have to actually go in search of that. Yeah. It's a little less discoverable. And and like I said, I wanted to use it for numbers and, and Apple's release notes for numbers and keynote and pages yesterday said they work with Siri shortcuts. I've been unable to figure out how to do that. <laughs> Get your act together, guys. Mm. Well, it's something. <laughs> Well said. At least, at least, at least we have something now, whereas we had nothing before. Are there any other iOS 12 or WatchOS 5 features that are you particularly going to like in the beta, or are looking forward to in the full version? Um, well, I mean, just like keeping uh, notifications grouped is terrific. Obviously, yeah, I haven't like I haven't played around with the watch stuff yet, and I've used the beta so long now that I don't. <laughs> Oh, and so I, I finally did put the, uh, so I've got it on my iPad and I've been playing around with, um, that a little bit last night and the different place where, uh, control center comes down. Yeah. Cause it's still the same on my phone. Right. Control, control center on my phone still comes up at the same place. Um, but on the iPad, it comes down from the upper right corner mm. now. Um, which I think to. I like on the iPad at the very, at the least. I mean, like, I don't know if I would like it on the 10, but um because you know my understanding is it's a little annoying to try and reach that but um since you're using ipad with two hands anyway uh it's nice to have it there because when you're playing those games where you swipe up you know or doing a lot of like pressing things down at the bottom or swiping it always pops up and i know you can disable it but i never do (laughs) so right so i just i just sit there and play a game and keep going "Ah, damn ah, ah." that's the way i like to live that's not nice it's good <laughs> i um i now that some of the apps have started to update when brought like you know features ios 12 features i'd say the uh one password has its it can like auto it can like fill in your passwords right from oh yes Safari yes, now, yes i saw that too the one yeah. downside to that is i'm not always good i've used both keychain and one password and i'm not always good at keeping them both updated mm-hmm. and so yeah. now it looks like one password by default sort of takes over like supersedes keychain and so I keep hitting, I, there was, I was trying to log in somewhere and I kept suggesting one password passwords. I'm like, oh no, I don't think I updated this one. <laughs> so, uh, now we got to do a workaround to figure out how to do this on, on keychain. Hmm. Exciting. So there's no way once you, okay. So it basically picks one or the other. No, you can still do it, I think, but it's a little more like keychain is relegated to like a little, uh, keyboard okay. icon instead. Because I was loving, I mean, before one password got updated, when I was just using the beta, I was loving the way Keychain worked. Oh yeah, um, for that absolutely. I'm a big fan of that, and, and I especially love that it does the two factor codes mm-hmm. um, for texts. Although apparently, I did see in one password it can do a thing where it, when you fill a password, if you give it like flip on a certain preference, it can automatically fill like put your uh, two factor code on the cop on the clipboard, which is pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. That helps with all those ones that don't send you texts. Mm-hmm. So I use Authy for my two-factor codes, and I kind of wish there was a way 
that it would it could like dynamically request them like sort of get the same sort of thing right because i hate going into the authy app copying yeah. the code switching right. back to the app and pasting it and i kind of wish there was a way that it would just be like oh you could sort of hook in and be like hey authy give me the two-factor code for this <laughs> and then just like <laughs> put it in maybe that's a security problem <laughs> I don't uh, yeah, know. I know. I'm starting to wonder if that's <laughs> there's a reason for that. I mean, if it does like, it with text like, is it, like the faster and more seamless that you make this, <laughs> the um, the more rife it is for um, being abused. Uh, that's true, I guess. But it's you know convenience versus security, the eternal trade off. I guess I mean ripe, not rife, right? Probably true. Welcome to right. our English language podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are writers, by the way. <laughs> we are ripers, rifers. I uh, we are rifers. I got nothing. This podcast is rife with errors, writers, and... <laughs> errors, and omissions. Have you have you seen these uh, all these uh, Steve Jobs stories that have come out recently? I saw the one that Uber linked to about, about pizza. About yeah, about buying Scott Forstall lunch. Was there, so that, oh, that was Forstall. I was thinking it was Eddie Q. I think it was Forstall. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they were like working on something, and he's like, "Is like, oh, oh, there was the one. There's the one where he was buying him lunch at the ca- Cafe Max, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there, that I think that was yeah. So that was Forstall, and he's like, <laughs> um, he's now let me pay for it because I only make a dollar, and it doesn't if it comes out of my pay, they the company just has to pay for it. <laughs> So weird. So he's buying everybody lunch and just charging it to the company. <laughs> it is funny that he's screwing the company that he is ahead of. Exactly. It's so it's so weird. <laughs> and it is very Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing, the other one, the one that I was thinking of originally though is, uh, and I think this was with Eddie Q. Like they were in some work, you know, they were going to work through lunch or something or dinner, and so he's like, "I'll order some pizzas," and so Steve orders some pizzas, and it's like six pizzas arrive, and Eddie opens the first one, and it's it's just dough with tomato sauce and onions, no cheese. <laughs> And he's like, okay. And he opens the next one. It's the same thing. And he opens the third one. And he's like, okay. I guess Steve's really hungry and wanted all these for himself. And he, but he keeps going all down the line. They're all the same. <laughs> They're all pizza with just spaghetti sauce, just pizza onions? sauce and onions. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. It's completely disgusting. And like the the idea that you would, you know, the, it's fine if you like if you have a weird bent and you want to have that for yourself, but thinking that everybody else would just eat that. <laughs> I mean, that is Steve Jobs, right? Like Right, right. Do more the same thing every day. Yeah, true. He tried to get he tried to kill all the buttons on all of Apple's devices. Yeah. So we don't we're, we uh, we we're out, kind of out of rumors right now, but but I guess we um we still think there's probably going to be something next month. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be an event, but there's going to be, I don't know, those iPads seem significant, and I would imagine they're coming before the the holiday season. So right. that seems pretty a pretty reasonable bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're going to go with sort of that soft review style they've done before, too, where they like just send it out to reviewers and be like, embargo, this date, and then you can talk about it, or mm-hmm. whether they're gonna actually hold an event or whether they'll just do a press release i mean the the ipad seemed big enough to merit some hands-on time uh and like like a little show of some variety or yeah right um i'm kind of curious with the watch not launching until when does the watch actually come out it's like uh, um early october i guess 
some, I thought it was like the twentieth, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell because mine got mine got so delayed that I wasn't sure about the official. <laughs> well, maybe I was thinking of yours. <laughs> yeah, mine mine comes out later, but I don't think it's actually that late. Um, yeah. Oh boy, I love scrolling through. Please uh, hold. You can order it. it. I guess it does show up in the twenty first. Oh, says- oh, guys, mine is so fucking late. Why is mine? Oh, so, so nine twenty one. Yeah. Okay. So it's not even. It's not October. It's, it's like this week. Yeah. Okay, so never mind what I was just going to say. Friday. I will add, uh, so there was a really interesting post, a tweet from Jeremy Burge, uh, who does Mojipedia, and he pointed out that last year, like, so Apple released, like, 11.1 with new emoji and a couple other features, kind of late October. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he was saying, well, they're probably going to do something similar this year with 12.1. It's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. If you have an event with the iPad and you're like, okay, and we've got, you know, a couple new things and new emoji, et cetera, some bug fixes, et cetera, like that comes out like a week from now, right? Like they could totally do an event in October that sort of announces 12.1, launches the iPads and whatever else they kind of have left over. Mm Mm-hmm. And they did not mention, (laughs) they did not mention air power. (laughs) It did. Yeah, it's yeah. So some of that's come out recently too. Like, well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but um, we got some more color on. Basically, there was a just like a technical problem that with the coils that were causing it to overheat. Well, but the right? problem is, it's not just a technical problem. It's like a like an engineering problem, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, right, it's, right. It's, so it basically means it basically means that it can't be done. <laughs> <laughs> not without some serious like physics and technology advances yeah. yeah i mean the thing that's baffling about that i think we all agree is why did they announce it a year ago yeah. if they weren't confident and the answer is either got to be they overruled somebody's objections or the people building it were like oh yeah this is going to be super easy go ahead and announce it <laughs> like right. we just got a couple minor things to like minor things to uh yeah. to to work out so either they somebody were, definitely somebody definitely screwed up yeah so either somebody misrepresented it or somebody ignored what they mm-hmm. were being told mm-hmm. and neither of those is great obviously <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's funny too because like i was really looking forward to the air power you know not paying whatever exorbitant fee apple wanted to charge for it but having like a wireless charging pad on my nightstand essentially that I could just pop my phone and my watch down on seems like seems really nice uh, right. and I'm not sure there's like a good alternative for that right now. I don't really think that exists. I, and one of the things Maybe I there's read, a reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. One of the things I read that was kind of fascinating. I might have been in Gruber's post on the subject. Either that or the uh, Sonny Dixon post that was kind of the other source mm-hmm. here. Um, right. One of them was like it can't be done without changing the form factor. Like you'd have to make it like a couple. I, I'm going to exaggerate. But I felt like it was, like, a couple millimeters thicker. And they're like, no. Yeah. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, guys. Just make it a couple <laughs> millimeters thicker. Like, it's, who's going to notice? It sits on your desk. Yeah. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the only worst thing. The, the worst thing would have been just to, to actually make it and ship it. But Well, yes, especially if it catches fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I it's It's weird that they would announce it a year ahead of time. Like... That, to me, is the part that, that blows my mind a little bit, especially because it's such a minor comparatively product. It's not like they announced an iPhone a year ahead of time or the Apple Watch six months ahead of time. Uh, they must have been planning to ship it early 2018, 
and then just like, oh, well, we've got, you know, 2018 is our window, so it doesn't matter if we push it back to the fall. And by the time right. they, you know, got to the fall, and we're like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> turn <laughs> down and fix that thing. Yeah, so... <laughs> Scrub the website. Yeah, so, I mean, that, the scrubbing the website seems convincing to me that it's not coming, because yeah. otherwise... Although there is still an image of it on the website. Right. But, yeah, that is a... But I think that's, yeah. That is an unusual thing to happen for Apple. Yeah, yeah. It's normal for me. Yeah, well, sure, That's you're always announcing stuff. You're saying I'm going to do something and then not doing, not doing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and believe me, it's not engineering problems. <laughs> Um, we talked about finances earlier a little bit and there's a, so the update to numbers actually added this really cool new feature called smart categories. Oh yeah. You said something about that. Yeah. It's kind of nifty. Um, I don't, so, all right, this is where I, I, you know, showcase my ignorance of certain things. Cause I, I mentioned this online and our friend Scott McNulty's like, Oh, it seems kind of like pivot tables. And I was like, you know, I was going to say that, but I guess I've never really had a great understanding of what pivot tables actually are. So I didn't want to look super stupid by saying oh yeah these are just like pivot tables uh, but i was glad that somebody else said it <laughs> but essentially it's a way that you can non-destructively rearrange all your data yeah uh, and break it down right. by certain categories so like for example i have these extensive you know spreadsheets where i track my income and my expenses and so i can very easily with like a couple clicks be like show me all show me like the breakdown of my expenses by quarter or by month or by week uh and run right. subtotals run averages that kind of stuff and then you can build charts based yeah. on that and that used to be for me like i have a whole separate sheet in my spreadsheet where it like generates charts and pulls out that information programmatically and like this was like way easier <laughs> it was literally a couple clicks and i made a chart that took me probably an hour to figure <laughs> out how all the format all the the formulas uh, and I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Um, the, my solution still works a little better because if you turn the categories feature off again, the charts go away. They're not static. Um, they, like, update to whatever, however you've organized your sheet. So when the category's off, they oh, go okay. back to, like, reflecting a different breakdown thing. So it's not as useful. It's still handy for me to have a separate sheet with, like, static charts pulling specific information. But it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like. It's pretty cool that it can just yeah. give you this sort of glimpse of, oh, how do I organize all my information? So breaking down that or yeah. breaking down categories so, of expenses and so on. Right. I mean, yeah. So the, all that stuff, I mean, this is like all been in Excel for sure. yeah, a million exactly. years, of course. But but um, it's, you know, it's not really, you know, none of this stuff is, I don't know, maybe Keynote is a, is a pretty good competitor to uh powerpoint it seems like i don't use keynote a lot but it seems like people who use keynote really yes. like it uh i only use it once every year or think... two but every time i do i'm like yeah this is this is really well made app yeah and i don't i mean i've used i've used powerpoint as well and i you know i i certainly didn't tap out the top you know the, the most complicated parts of it but um it doesn't seem like the difference between the two is that much um but the other two um but pages and numbers are definitely not you know nowhere near as strong as word and excel no but they are i mean but they're not supposed to be right and they do have i mean pages impresses me because it does have a lot of what it doesn't have everything word has way more shit but pages feels yeah. much more streamlined uh and you know tools that i'm actually going to use um so it's got like the you know the 70 to 80 percent of things that most people use 
with it, like right. rather than word. And it does yeah. do it does interchange with word pretty well. Like I've done um uh like uh track changes style stuff and imported it or exported it from pages and it works mm-hmm. pretty well. Numbers like is definitely not as complex as Excel and there are things that I've run into problems where it's like, oh doing this is kind of a pain. But at the same time, uh it does a lot of stuff. And it looks really good. Um, and, I, yeah. you know, certainly yeah. aesthetics aren't everything, but it looks so much nicer than Excel in a lot of ways. The charts are much better looking. Um, just the, the tables, like the styling stuff is is much nicer. And again, I feel like I can usually get away with, you know, about, for me, like 70 to 80% of what I want to do is at least feasible if it's even if it's not as easy. Yeah. And I'm not doing anything super complicated. Like, so my fiance, you know, she's got an MBA and she works for a big, you know, government or a, a state government agency. And she's running spreadsheets all the time. Like she lives in right. Excel. And every time yeah. I suggest to her that she could get a Mac, she gets really <laughs> angry about it. Well, you could get Excel on the I Mac. say that I mean, every time, John. And I yeah, get the same yeah. look of death. Like, I'll have to relearn all my shortcuts and everything. And I was like, oh, man. All yeah. right. Cool. When you get used to that stuff, it's I think it's it's true. It does. It's it's a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, and I when I used Excel, because I, I did I did a lot of that stuff a long time ago. Um, the the versions were not really on par. Mm hmm between the two right. platforms yeah. and then now they are much more on par um so it was uh well i've been con- it was a bigger I've deal been considering, back then. um microsoft loosened up its licensing on office 365 like in terms of how many devices you could install it on mm-hmm. and right. i was considering buying one of the cheaper licenses because i end up using word enough uh for publishing stuff that I probably need to have a newer cop. Like basically I've been using, I have a word 2011 license that I've had since, you know, working at Macworld basically, <laughs> uh, which yeah. works, but it's clunky. And then I yeah. downloaded the, they had a public beta for word 2018, 19, um, where you could just download it and use it. Uh, basically I think until the end of the year. And so I've been running that. Uh, and that's pretty good it's a it's a nice app um but it will eventually stop working (laughs) um so i will i'm considering buying just the 365 license and then you know because it's a a, you can share it with like up to a certain number of devices like i could have it on my ios devices and probably even enough that my girlfriend could run it on her sorry fiance i always still do this so hard (laughs) uh she could run it on her laptop or her ios devices or something like that um, and it's pretty reasonable. I mean, it's like it's less than I think the cheap version, the lowest uh, what personal or something is seventy bucks a year. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's like because I, I don't use it very much, and so I just uh, re up the like I'll sign up for a month, and it's usually like eight dollars or something like yeah. that. Um, but like when I was working on that Minecraft book, I had to, to do a lot of that in Word, and. Uh, yeah, I knew I was only going to need it for the few months that I was going to be working on that book. So I just, you know, signed up for a subscription and let it run for for a while and then canceled it. Yeah. Which is, which you know, I so I still have the apps, you know, I mean, the only drawback is like I've got, you know, they're taking up gigabytes of space on my my laptop, but it's okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. I've got the I room mean, for now. Subscription <laughs> services, you know, this is the way our world is going. 
is all these subscription based sure. yeah. software packages and yeah. for some things it's and, fine and, yeah many of them don't work out very well but this in this instance i think if for something that i only use every once in a while and and can can just like pick when i want to use it it's great yeah i'm sure i pay i'm sure i pay because if i you know I, I had to use word for that book and otherwise i would have had to go out and buy a license and what i mean i don't even know what these things are they used i used to buy when i was in school i used to buy like the student license which right. was like 150 bucks or something like that and, and that now i think i'd have to buy yeah and now i think i'd have to buy like a 200 plus plus dollar a month license if i was paying for this you know just to go out and actually buy the software right I'm not even sure they did they sell it like that anymore. You can buy, according to this, you can buy Office Home and Student uh, 2016 for PC for 150 bucks. Okay, gets you right. so that's Word, still, Excel, but still, I mean, like in OneNote. Yeah, I used it for like three months and I paid, you know, <laughs> 32 bucks. Yeah. Whatever. So uh, starting in October, basically, you can have no, not even that uh, Office on an unlimited number of devices and be signed into uh, up to five devices at once. Uh, which is pretty good. And the number of licenses in home subscription, it goes to five to six. So pretty solid. Like, you know, if you've got to, if you, and need if you to use, use the code rebound, <laughs> you'll get absolutely nothing off of this. We get zero. So you get zero. So it's only so once fair. again, go to Microsoft.com slash rebound, put in the code. Where is Lex? <laughs> and nothing will Tell happen. Tell him Steve Ballmer <laughs> sent you. <laughs> developers developers that should be the code <laughs> yes put in the code developers 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 <laughs> and sweat a lot you want to say anything funny after the fact no not really fine i gotta go 